The Lord be with you. I trust that all of you know that it's very hard for anybody in America to do what they intended to do this morning, and that's true here in Bow Chapel as well, with this exception. We will gather, we will pray, we will be God's people together to comfort each other and hope together, but we will not do it quite the way we intended. There will be time of prayer. Uh, we will try as best we can to sing the hymn that the President hoped we would be able to sing this morning as part of his chapel presentation. We will hear a bit from the President, though certainly not quite what he was wanting to do today. We will hear from Pat Quaid, the Director of International Studies, about our students and faculty around the world. And we will pray specifically for people that have friends, relatives that have been in New York or Washington today. So we will begin with prayer. Let us pray. O oh Lord God, you know our hearts. Just as our country experiences the chaos and agony of this day, so each of us in our heart and mind are confused and fearful, wavering in hope. We need your presence, O oh God of creation. We feel helpless, but know deep in our bones that only you can bring the help we need. Only you can bring comfort. We are mindful of sisters and brothers searching for loved ones. At the same time, we cannot get our minds around the terror so many people are experiencing. We need your guidance, O Lord, our Redeemer. Guide those who are called to help them, police, fire departments and military, guide our nation's leaders. Guide us, O Lord, that this earthly walk, with its terror and its sorrow and its joys and its hopes, would lead always to your grace. We pray in Christ our Lord. Amen. A word from the psalmist seems appropriate for all times, especially for times like this, because the psalmist in his time probably underwent some of these same kinds of experiences with fear for nation and for loved ones. So we'll read together Psalm 46, which is on page 236 in the front of the hymnal. We'll read it responsively by verse. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be toppled into the depths of the sea. Though its waters rage and foam, and though the mountains tremble at its tumult, the Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our strong. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. 
She shall not be overthrown. God shall help her at the birth. The nations make much ado, and the kingdoms are shaken. God has spoken, and the earth shall melt away. Come now and look upon the works of the Lord. What awesome things God has done on earth. Be still, then, and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. As Pastor Benson mentioned, we will sing this morning a good thing to do to bring our breath and our community together. Green number 324.
President Tomford asked if I would uh, bring you up to date on the current situation with our students who are studying off campus. This semester we have about 147 students scattered around the world in various locations. Uh, two of them are in Washington, D.C. I spoke with both of them about a half an hour ago, and they're fine. Uh, we sent an email out to all students at all locations uh, informing them that the situation here in the United States is still unfolding and that they should try to uh, connect to a news service in their own location and discover what is the situation in their own countries. As far as we know, the levels of violence have not been uh, seen in any foreign countries uh, just here in the United States. Uh, since sending that email this morning, I've received about 40 different responses from students, primarily in Europe. Uh, Asia will not get that message until uh, their morning. Uh, but all of our students so far who have responded are fine. We have recommended that they get in touch with the U.S. consulate in the area they are in, uh, just for any last-minute words of advice from uh, the U.S. State Department. Yesterday, um, unbeknownst to us, uh, we didn't know what was going to happen today, but we did send a message from the State Department, the U.S. State Department, to all students uh, inform informing them of a worldwide caution. Uh, this worldwide caution has been in effect since last May, warning American citizens abroad to take particular care uh, as they go about their daily activities. Uh, the caution that we sent yesterday was a little stronger in its wording, and so we encourage students to uh, do exactly what the U.S. State Department had recommended, and that is to do all they can to minimize the risks to themselves, uh, and that gave some specific suggestions of what to do. So at this time, uh, we feel that all of our students in locations throughout the United States and in the world are safe and uh, okay. Uh, what is going to happen next, uh, we don't know. Uh, we will watch the events today, just as all of you will, and we will be making decisions in the next day or two for a number of students who are scheduled to depart from one country to go to another uh, or to fly. Some of our uh, United Kingdom programs don't leave the United States until Thursday, and we've asked those students just to wait and hold, and we'll make a decision um, in the next 24 hours uh, if we're able to based on the situation here in the United States. So uh, we are fielding many calls from parents. We have encouraged students in our email to them throughout the world to call their parents, no matter what time of the day or night, and let them know that they're okay, uh, and so that at least the St. Olaf community, uh, as we know it here in Northfield and throughout the world, are being uh, kept in communication with us um, and with their families. The field-supervised programs the global semester is currently in Cairo, Egypt, uh, with uh, John Barber and Meg Ojala. And we haven't heard from Meg and John yet this morning, but we are sure we will be hearing from them shortly. Uh, the term in the Middle East group is in Istanbul, Turkey, and the term in Asia group is in Hong Kong. Um, and we're sure all those three groups will be uh, getting the information and responding accordingly. One of the 
one of the nicest things to hear about this morning, and it has not been a good morning to hear nice things, was uh, we've received four messages from our providers from around the world who have indicated to us that they are on top of the situation and they are working with our students and with our faculty uh, to make sure that they are doing everything they can to minimize risk. Um, we've also talked to our son who works for the State Department in Washington and he's fine, uh, which we were very glad to hear. Um, so we, as all of us, will watch the events today and start to make decisions as soon as we get some clarity uh, of the scope of the situation to determine what steps we'll take next. We will keep you informed via email uh, to the campus community so that you know what's happening next in terms of our off-campus study programs. Thank you, Pat. The nation's rage, the kingdom's totter, the Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. What a terrible day. What a horrible moment to see violence and chaos unleashed in our world and before our eyes, affecting brothers and sisters, mothers and fathers, classmates, and friends. I'm guessing our lives will not ever be the same again after what we've experienced this morning. I guess if I had to claim a home, I've moved about 19 or 20 times, I would claim New York City as my home. I won't walk through the streets again in the quite the same way. Lots of feelings and thoughts race through our minds. Here are mine. Let me articulate them with you, perhaps to help give some shape and form to your own thoughts. Life is fragile. I've been to the World Trade Center many, many times. It seemed like a pretty solid place. It's not there anymore, or big pieces of it are not there anymore. Lots of people got into the subway and came in from Long Island. Lots of people got on the PATH train, came in from New Jersey. They're not there anymore either. Life is fragile. My life is. Your life is. This place, which seems so steady and secure and constant, seems very fragile after the unexpected violence which we've seen and experienced now. Shock. Shock. 
This is a shock to all of us except for those who planned it. I had planned to spend my day on very mundane presidential topics today. This is a huge shock. I don't know that I can fully comprehend what's happened yet. Fear. What would happen to us in this place? Is my life ever secure again? I fly a lot in airplanes. Many of you in this room do too. Is it safe? What's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to you? In a condition of such radical uncertainty. It seems like the frontiers of my life have moved in by miles, not by feet. And maybe I should be much more cautious as I go through life. Fearful about the unexpected acts of violence that could come my way. Anger. Who did this? And what should be done about it? I'm a big person. Anger in a big person is dangerous. I'm glad you laughed, but it's not really a joke. We're a big country. What is the plan now in retaliation? If there is such a plan, very dangerous. When the bomb went off in Oklahoma City, the assumption was that Arab terrorists had done this. It turned out it was two people from Kansas who bought their fertilizer in the store where I bought fertilizer. They to blow up a building, me to fertilize the grass of Bethany College in Lindsburg, Kansas. They rented their truck not far from where my son lives. Anger is real. We need to be in touch with it, but we need to be careful about acts of judgment and retribution. What are your feelings today? Mine have to do with the fragility of life, the shock of the unexpected. It'll take me a couple days to know whether I should be fearful and how fearful about life. And I'll have to come to terms once again with my own capacity to be anger 
angry and act in anger against those who hurt people whom I love. What should we be doing as a community today? Everything else seems pretty unimportant, even though those things we went to sleep fearing or dreading last night seem so insignificant, and I can't even remember what some of them were now. Let me suggest we do this. First, that we care for each other very carefully today. I think a good thing to do would be to be with people whom you can trust and simply talk with them, be angry with them, be fearful with them, be shocked with them, be fragile with them. Thanks be to God that we're part of a community and we're not alone when something like this happens. The men and women here in this room are a gift to you and to me, a gift of caring. Speak whatever is on your heart and mind and then listen real carefully to the other person and reserve judgment and your analysis of the other one. I think speaking and then listening to brothers and sisters is what's called for today. We should keep the regular schedule of classes and other meetings. But for this purpose, so that in those small groups of men and women whom you're just getting to know, you might think about this event and the consequences for your life together in those contexts. To have 3,000 of us sort of milling around in a daze is not such a great idea. But having us in classrooms with men and women who care for us, reflecting upon this unbelievable tragedy and shock would be a good way to spend the day, I think. Third, remember our mission. I say this to groups 10, 15, 20 times a day, and it seems startling to cast our mission, our purpose as a group of men and women together into the face of such unimaginable violence. We're a liberal arts community, so think about this. Analyze it. Reflect upon it. Make choices of moral integrity about your life in the face of what has happened and is happening. We're an institution rooted in the gospel. Remember, the one who first spoke about that gospel, Christ crucified. The gospel is not about easy blacks and whites, who's wrong, who's right, who's going to heaven, who's being punished. Part of the gospel is about Christ crucified, acts of determined 
planned desperate violence by men and women who thought they were absolutely right and doing God's will. Remember Christ crucified, but remember also Christ risen from the dead. A stunning act of planned violence, but not the last word about who we are as men and women on the earth together. And remember that we're a global community. International studies is not something far away, is it? It's about two blocks away from my, my brother was working. just across the bridge from where many visitors who have come from Brooklyn to visit St. Olaf College live. It's in Washington, D.C. Maybe it's in Minneapolis or St. Paul or Northfield, too. The global community is not out there. It's among us and we're part of it. So in the midst of all of these other things, remember what it is that we're called together to be and to do today. One final word. I'm glad you've all come here into the chapel. There's a wide spectrum of belief and unbelief about God and human endeavor. Maybe you won't be able to believe so strongly after this event today. Maybe you'll start believing something that's preposterous and foolish and dumb. Maybe you'll put belief in God on hold for a while. If your brain hasn't yet gotten around to two large buildings collapsing into New York Harbor, the Pentagon in flames. Wherever you are in that spectrum, believing, seeking, and doubting, I'm glad you've come. And pray in the way that's appropriate to you. Sing in the way that you can sing. Listen to scripture in the way that's right for you. But let some of these pieces of life, scripture, prayers, hymns, be like a life jacket for you. And when you're able to believe more or believe less, worry about that on another day. But today, summon forth the faith that's appropriate to you. As we all try to make sense out of this event and what our lives in the future will mean individually and together. Let's pray. Gracious Savior, dare we call you that? 
it seems that our lives are beyond the grasp of your saving power, intervention for justice, security from the unknown, undergirding from that which is violent and strikes us down. But though the nations topple and the mountains fall into the sea, we will remain faithful and dare to call upon you for help. Have mercy upon all those who are suffering, all those who are trying to help those who suffer. And yes, have mercy upon those who planned and carried out this attack. Restore them to a more humane way, a less desperate way. Have mercy upon us. Help us to listen. Grant us grace to speak with candor. Reign in our anger as is appropriate and as is possible. Thank you for the men and women in this room and on this campus. Show us how to care for each other today. And in spite of what we know and feel and have seen, grant us the gift of hope that life will be fuller somehow and that we might be your instruments of justice and mercy and kindness as our lives unfold. Amen. Before a concluding prayer for the whole human family, we will pray for specific people most directly affected by this. I know that some of you are from New York or the Washington, D.C. area. Um, would you please stand so that we can see you here? And I know there's a whole group here from New York. Would you please, please stand? I also know that there are people from St. Olaf who have family members or friends that work in or near the World Trade Towers or in or near the Pentagon. I don't know if you're here, but if you're here, would you also please stand? If you have friends or family that work in those places, and the rest of you look around and you can imagine the fear, the terror that's in the hearts of these people. For them, we pray. Let us pray. God of steadfast love, you know that there is little that is steadfast in our lives and world. You know that our hope, our comfort, our strength, our security can all be destroyed as easily as the buildings we build. We pray that in your steadfast mercy, you would uphold the people in this room, on this campus, across the world, who fear this moment 
for the lives and safety of loved ones. We pray for all the residents of New York, Washington, all places where people's lives are in jeopardy, where they have been threatened. We ask that your comfort will be strong, that your strength will sustain them in weakness, and that as the days pass, you may help all to find strength and comfort in each other. Be with us, O God, now and in the days to come. Amen. Now will the rest of you also please stand. And if you would step across the aisles and let's all join hands across the aisles for the last prayer. Let's pray. Oh God, it is a gift that you made us in your own image. We wonder at that. And you have redeemed us through Jesus, your Son. Be compassionate, God. Teach your compassion to the whole human family. Take away this arrogance and hatred and resentment among nations. Break down walls that separate us and unite us, rather, in love that will never let us go. And through our struggles and confusion, may your Holy Spirit dig into our lives and move among us to accomplish your good purposes on earth. That in your good time, all nations and all peoples may be drawn to you and more completely to each other. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always.